know what, I've been through enough. Uh, I've worked 30-something years in nursing, uh, critical care. Now they're telling me I need this major heart surgery. I'm, I'm done. I'm not having anything. And Dr. Durbin looked at Sue and I and said, well, uh, then you're going to die. When we were getting married the second time, you know, it was more emotional for me. I cried. I didn't cry the first time. I cried the second time. Because when you look at each other and it's like, through sickness and in health and death do us part, it had a whole new meaning. One heart repaired, two hearts recommitted. Hi, I'm David North and this is Health Story. Glenn Risque of Patchogue, New York was 56 years old and already the veteran of three significant heart procedures when his cardiologist warned him about a life-threatening aneurysm. Glenn, as you heard, is an experienced nurse employed at Northwell Syosset Hospital. His wife Susan is also a nurse. Glenn and Susan, a divorced couple, decided to remarry and go forward together as Glenn prepared for another major heart operation, aortic root aneurysm repair at Northwell's Sandra Atlas Bass Heart Hospital in Manhasset, New York. Dr. Alan Hartman. This aneurysm was enlarging, and once aneurysms begin to enlarge, they don't stop. Ultimately, they'll rupture. So while it wasn't a surgical emergency, it certainly would become one at one point if one were to ignore it. When we were doing his surgery and looking on the inside of the aneurysm, that's when you understand how important it is to have addressed this. Uh, It was very thinned out. I had taken some pictures and shown it to uh, Glenn. There was one particular area where it was so thin you could actually see the uh, blood, you know, uh, circulating through the wall of the aorta, and you could see how stretched out that area was, how thinned out it was. This eventually, especially in a 56-year-old gentleman, would eventually clearly have sacrificed his life. It's a, a small, very small balloon that's slowly being blown up until it is getting ready to pop inside your heart. And so that's essentially what what the danger was. Pop. Imagine that. Your heart. But also imagine Glenn's situation. He was born with Golden Haar Syndrome, congenital deformities including of the head, ear, and jaw, with corrective surgeries as a child. His previous heart procedures addressed tetralogy of fallow, four congenital defects of the heart, also aortic valve replacement in 1989, and a pacemaker insertion in 2007. The picture is daunting. You know what? I've been through enough. Uh, I've worked 30-something years in nursing, uh, critical care. Now they're telling me I need this major heart surgery. I'm, I'm done. I'm not having anything. Glenn didn't want to do it. Glenn's wife, Susan. It's elective. You could choose. Everybody has a choice. You know, we know that in the medical field. We all have that right to say no. But if you don't do this, you'll die. We, we both knew exactly what we were looking at. I mean, outside of being in the OR, physiologically what it meant to have this kind of surgery done. And uh, we're both critically care-oriented, uh, so, so we know... Um, the ICU time, what things would look like, uh, having chest tubes, uh, being intubated, uh, at least on Susan's end, what I would look like uh, in that recuperative period and coming out of that, both the difficulties and uh, potentially the issues and problems that might arise. 
Glenn and Susan met and began their relationship while both worked at a hospital in Suffolk County, New York. They married but divorced, yet their bond and their friendship remained strong. Susan describes their relationship and her thoughts as they decided to renew their vows and life together as Dr. Hartman worked to save Glenn's life. When we were getting married the second time, you know, it was more emotional for me. I cried. I didn't cry the first time. I cried the second time. Because when you look at each other and it's like through sickness and in health and death do his part, it had a whole new meaning. You know what I mean? And um, I thought it was just going to be, you know, an act of uh, just solidifying something. I didn't know anything was going to happen in here, but it, it did. Something happened. It was deeper than just a, a second marriage. It was, it was very, very uh, almost, it was so spiritual connection. It was a, a emotional love connection. It was for better or for worse until death do you part. And here you are facing this and I didn't know what the outcome nor did he what it would be, you know. Susan Risque, a wife again and nurse, describing her renewed vows with her husband Glenn prior to his heart surgery. Hi, I'm David North, and this is Health Story. Glenn Risque, 56, also a nurse, was about to undergo aortic root aneurysm repair at Northwell's Sandra Atlas Bass Heart Hospital, the fourth major heart procedure in his lifetime. Susan describes the thoughts she and Glenn shared during quiet moments the night before his operation. There was a lot of um, honesty. There was uh, a lot of soul-searching and um, moving forward and just looking, you know, at who would be doing this the surgery, where he would be, what kind of hands he was going to be in. It all mattered, you know. We've, we looked at all of the angles of it. What would it be if you didn't have surgery? How would you live if you couldn't have surgery? What would be the worst outcome? I mean, obviously, you could die. So I guess looking at it all together, having faith that you're being guided in the right direction and kind of giving it over to God at that point and just saying, we're just going to follow the steps and believe that you're going to do the right thing. You know, get us through one more time. Susan and Glenn had renewed their faith in each other. And during our conversation, Susan expressed her faith in the team who would be caring for Glenn during his eight-hour procedure. Dr. Alan Hartman describes the unique challenges of addressing Glenn's condition. If you have a virgin chest, never had surgery before, it takes just a couple of minutes to get inside the chest and get to the heart and whatnot. Uh, there's something called adhesions, so everything sticks to itself. He had a fair amount of adhesions to the back of the sternum, uh, and everything was sort of a uh, congealed, inflammatory, uh, adhesive glob, if you will, and the surgery, the amount of time uh, that we spent was freeing that up, getting into the chest safely, making sure we didn't get into any bleeding or cause any damage, and just basically freeing everything up so the anatomy is very clear so that we could actually proceed with the surgery. That takes, that takes hours. Eventually, once we're ready to attack the aneurysm and to uh, resect it and repair it, 
we go on the heart-lung machine and we stop the heart. We drain all the blood out of the heart and out of the aneurysm and that allows us to uh, re remove the aneurysm and to reconstruct the aorta. You can't do that with a beating heart nor with uh, blood inside. So um, for that period of time, he was on the heart-lung machine and we actually stopped the heart. We went from 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock to 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock to 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. And he wasn't out of the OWA. You know, I was starting to get... <laughs> But the volunteers were so nice. They saw me, you know, just, I wasn't a pest, but because I'm a nurse and I don't want to bother anybody. <laughs> you know, I would just say, any word? Okay, it's good. But I would pace and pace. And so she finally, you know, she called through a couple times and then they said they were closing, they were closing, closing up and they would be out soon. When I saw him, he was intubated. Obviously he had all these chest tubes. He wasn't, he was out of it. He was sedated. And uh, Dr. Houghton was there, and he just, again, he just, he just made me feel good. And he said the whole surgery went great. He said everything was good. And I just saw him interacting with people, and I saw the nurses, and I, I just knew. I said, okay, I was going to sleep. I was going to rent a hotel room um, in, in nearby, you know. And I said, I, I don't have to. I'll go home. I'll go home, and I'll come back tomorrow. So I knew that I could go, and I knew that he'd be in good hands. You know, in critical care, we get so hung up on some of those details that we want this patient to do well, that sometimes you, you leave out the hand-holding, and there was a great deal of that. And it was important, too. It was uh, goofy, silly, corny, but uh, just so well-received and so well-needed, you know, when, when Susan wasn't there. You know, just to have somebody hold your hand, just for a split second, and say, you're doing great, man. You're well on your way. You're doing good. Ah. Oh. It just, that's what you did, you know, you said, okay, thank God. I'm here I am laying and worried about this, that, or the other thing. And, uh, and this person just told me, no, no, it's, it's all good, you know. Phenomenal. When he came home, I wanted to keep it going. I wanted to make sure that we didn't go backwards, we just kept going forward. It was very cold, very cold. But, you know, I have a small house, and where are we going to go? You're going to sit on the couch, go to the bed, sit on the couch, go to the bed. So uh, I would bundle him up. <laughs> I would bundle him up in a, you know, scarf, hat, gloves, and everything, and I'd say, we're going for a walk. And he'd be like, I'm not going for a walk. Yep. And I would say, you're going. We're going together. Just we're going to go down to the mailbox. So we would start, like, every day to walk a little bit to the mailbox, and then the next day we'd walk to the neighbor's mailbox, and then the next day we'd walk to the corner. And we kept just pushing. We just kept pushing ahead. Glenn continues making steps forward in his progress toward recovery. He looks as strong as he sounds, and he has powerful praise for his partner. She's not just a medical professional. I mean, she, uh, she is somebody that you would uh, absolutely want uh, to care, to be the one in charge of caring for your mother, father, brother, sister, uh, because of her uh, abilities and her her uh, work ethic as a nurse also. She's just been, uh, been the love of my life and, and a rock in my life. Uh, just an amazing woman, an amazing woman. Glenn is cleared to return to work and is exploring options within the nursing profession at this stage of his life and recovery. I have my concerns, absolutely. You know, because, again, you have to be able to pull your weight, too. And if for, for every, whatever reason I feel like I can't, pull my weight and I'm relying too much on my coworkers. Uh, that's, that's not a good place. That's not a good place for, 
and you know you know when it's time it's like uh, an old athlete you, you realize that there's a time maybe just uh, another job uh, another area and that's the beauty of nursing also is that uh, there are so many different um, lateral move moves that you can make uh, in the profession and so I could still be working well into my you know uh, 60s early 70s you know if I want to if I want to Susan says her experiences during Glenn's recovery and with the team at Northwell reconfirmed her commitment to Glenn and to her profession. Corny as it may sound, it's true right from my heart. It, this experience really made me want to be better at what I did. I'm a good nurse, I'm a caring nurse, but being in this position to see what an effect it has on the patients as a patient, you know, it just, it just made me want to step it up. I took that as one of the best compliments one could bestow upon somebody. And, um, you know, I shared that with the rest of the staff. I, I, that means a lot, especially coming from somebody that knows the business and dealing with patients on a daily basis themselves. So uh, we, we really took that to heart. Thank you, Dr. Alan Hartman. And thank you, Glenn and Susan Risque, for sharing your health story. To hear more and learn more about Northwell Sandra Atlas Bass Heart Hospital, visit northwell.edu. Special thanks to this program's technical director, Andre Doughty. I'm David North. Be well. Look north. <laughs>